Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Eating well does not have to break the bank. Just because we're on a budget doesn't mean we need to sacrifice taste or quality of food. And that's what I want to share with you so much. It's so powerful to learn how to budget in a way where you're still eating the food that feels good for your family, but you're not blowing your budget and emptying your wallet every single month. Living a healthy, balanced life as a mom can sometimes feel impossible. With tiny mouths to feed, butts to wipe, and so many things vying for our attention, it can be easy to feel like we're in an on-again, off-again relationship with healthy living. But it doesn't have to feel this way. I believe every mom is a super mom, and you deserve to feel like one too, and you don't have to go on another diet to do it. Join me, Kristen Dovniak, holistic nutritionist and certified intuitive eating counselor for conversations on what it means to live a healthy, balanced life. I want to help you uncomplicate eating, improve your relationship with food, and live like the supermama I know you are. Hey friends, welcome back to the Healthy Balanced Mama podcast. I'm Kristen Dovniak, holistic health coach, certified intuitive eating counselor, and the host of the Healthy Balanced Mama podcast. This time last year, right at the beginning of the podcast, I shared one of my most popular bonus episodes, Healthy Mama on a Budget. In it, I shared that budgeting, though one of my least favorite parts of hashtag adulting, is a must when we have bills to pay, kids to buy for. Not having a budget kept us overspending on groceries for years. Figuring out how to budget in a way that works for our family has been transformational in the way that our family buys food and uses food and our budget as a whole. Around Christmas time this past year, which is 2019 at the time of recording, or it was 2019, it's 2020 now, we decided to embark on a pantry purge, realizing that though we were still budgeting, we had gotten slightly off track with our spending and had somehow stockpiled quite a bit in our pantry and our freezer just due to the busyness of life, extra takeout pizza nights, that we would spend a month cleaning out our pantry, our fridge, and our freezer only buying essentials. The result? We quartered our grocery budget. Dang. I know. We quartered our grocery budget simply by using what we had on hand. Of course, we eventually needed to restock, but it definitely changed our perspective on how we were shopping for food and the unhealthy money habits we had let creep back in. 
And as I shared this little challenge on social media, I got a huge response from women asking how I created my grocery budget, how we stuck to our grocery budget, and how we fed our family of four on so little. And the wheels started turning. Two years ago, I launched a short blog series and a free Healthy Mama on a Budget ebook guide detailing the basics of how we budget and plan our meals, but a lot has changed since then. We've become more proficient, we've shifted some things, and learned a lot more tips and tricks over time, so I decided it was time to share how I budget now with all of you. So just to remind you, if you don't know, my expertise is not as a finance expert, that's for sure. It's as a mama of two and a little job I used to have as a personal chef. And in case any of you have never had a personal chef, I know I haven't, it often works like this. When I was a personal chef, I got paid hourly for my time and they paid for the groceries. So I gave them a reasonable estimate based on the meals they chose and they agreed to it. So if I went over by more than a reasonable amount... Well, that cost got eaten by me and my business. So food budgeting has always been a thing for me, and I've carried what I've learned into my life as a busy mama who, like many of us, is on a budget. But here's the thing. Eating well does not have to break the bank. Just because we're on a budget doesn't mean we need to sacrifice taste or quality of food, and that's what I want to share with you so much. It's so powerful to learn how to budget in a way where you're still eating the food that feels good for your family, but you're not blowing your budget and emptying your wallet every single month. I'm going to put the link to the original bonus episode in the show notes. There's a lot of great tips and tricks there, and many of these that I will share are similar, but I have plenty more to share. So be sure to head to the blog, healthymamachris.com slash blog. I'm doing a whole new series all on tips on budgeting, and today is going to kind of be part two, the comprehensive version, what I'm doing now. Here's what's the same about how we budget for food, and here's what's changed. But before I share, I just want to remind you that this is how we budget. I encourage you to make a budget that fits your life. This means if you like shopping every two weeks, budget and plan for every two weeks. If you like shopping weekly, plan and budget weekly, etc. So let's dig in. Here's what's the same. Number one, how we create our budget. I have a whole blog post on this, which I'll link in the show notes, but here's the gist. We utilize several services to reduce our grocery budget and also allow us the products that we love to keep on hand, like high-quality meat and staple pantry items. The two services we use the most are Thrive Market, which is an online membership. It's kind of like Amazon meets Whole Foods meets Costco. So they're bulk prices, but you don't always have to buy things in bulk. It's a yearly membership. And we order from Thrive Market monthly. We have a monthly auto ship order. And then we also order from ButcherBox, which is a similar service. They they don't have a yearly membership fee, but it's like an auto ship for all-natural, grass-fed, pasture-raised meats. They're absolutely delicious, and I find them um, a lot less expensive than even some of the local meat that we can get. And as much as I wish that we could afford to buy all local grass-fed, pasture-raised meats, it's just not possible where we live. So this is a really great solution for us. And I'm not sponsored by either of these services. I just wanted to mention them. I have discount codes, and I'll put those in the show notes. Um, But this is really just to share with you two services that we find really helpful to 
to both stay within our budget and also meet our food values, which is eating a lot of real whole foods. So these are a large part of our grocery budget. So we factor these in before creating our weekly budget. And when I talk to a lot of my clients and they're struggling with their grocery budget, I find oftentimes that they are also subscribed to different services and they are leaving those automatic subscriptions out of their budget and they are realizing how much that they're how much they're spending on groceries on top of also getting this order of meat in or getting their hello fresh dinners in or whatever it might be so making sure that you are taking those into consideration first allows you to figure out what your true budget is for the rest of the things that you're going to be spending so let me give you an example I'm just using random numbers here. This is not a suggestion. I have a whole blog post on how to figure out what your grocery budget should be every month because we're all different, but I'm going to use some easy numbers here. If our monthly budget is $800 and we spend $150 at Thrive Market every month and $150 at ButcherBox every month, that is real. That's about how much our box is at ButcherBox. So that's $75 monthly. This means that we have $800 minus 150, minus 75, so that's 575 left. Then we can divide this total by four for our weekly budget. 575 divided by four is about $144 a week on other groceries. So if you don't use any online services, just divide your monthly budget by four for your weekly budget. So 800 divided by four is $200 a week. Having this weekly budget will help you stay on track rather than blowing your whole budget at the beginning of the month and then not having enough for the end of the month or overspending. And that's oftentimes how overspending happens. When you break it down, you can see how much you should be spending if you are grocery shopping weekly. Now, if you're grocery shopping twice a month, well, then you would divide that number in half. So take into consideration how often you're going to be grocery shopping, um, but definitely break it down so you can have a more realistic view of exactly what you should be spending when you're going to the grocery store to meet the budget that you have set up for yourself. Also, having a list of staples that you know you need and pricing that out first is also huge. This means that you will always get those things you need and then the rest of it is extra. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. So a couple other subtractions that we do and we make sure we take into consideration. In the summer and the fall, we've also signed up for a local CSI, a community-supported agriculture program for produce. So this is also factored in. This is about $16 a week that we've already spent. So this will lower our budget a little bit because we're already getting that. Um, And oftentimes I find that lowers our budget even further than that $16 a week because it's a lot less expensive to buy directly from the farm than it is to buy things at the store. And the same goes if instead of using those online tape services, you want to do a bulk shop. So if you're using a Costco or a BJ's or a Sam's Club, or you just want to do one really large grocery shop at the beginning of the month, we often do this if we go to Whole Foods or Trader Joe's. And then divide up the rest for the rest of the month. So we do one big shop, takes a lot more time, and then we do kind of little shops each week for the things that we need from there. So an example here. If you're spending $800 a month, you take, say, $300 out for this really big shop, you've got $500 left. And then you divide that by three because there's three more weeks in the month, sometimes four, and that's about $167 a week for the rest of the month. Are you following? I hope so. 
Not factoring in these big shops or not factoring in those online orders is where I see so many women get tripped up with their budgeting. There's just their money is going in too many different places and they're either not paying attention to it or forgetting about it and they're going over and they're not realizing how much they're spending on food or they realize how much they're spending on food and they're not sure how to manage that. So Taking all of those places, putting them into one budget is really, really helpful. Um, This is about the time where I should also mention it's up to you um, to consider if you are going to consider meals out or takeout as part of your grocery budget or separate. Personally, we keep them separate because it's easier for me to separate these in my head, but we know that we either go out to eat or we do takeout twice a month as a couple and once a month as a family. So this obviously factors into our weekly meals as well. So our budget is a little bit lower because there's at least three meals a month where we are outside of the house. So if we do eat out for an extra meal during the month, I do take this directly from our food budget. This is a personal choice. It's up to you how you want to handle this, but I do think that that it's important to take that into consideration. Um, I'm a Dave Ramsey girl, so I want every dollar to be accounted for. So that's kind of how that's how I do that, at least. So totally up to you. So what else is the same? We utilize a list of staples. I talked about this a little a couple minutes ago, but we create our actual weekly list. And when we create that actual weekly list, first we need to take into consideration the staples that we buy each and every week, or at least most weeks. This simplifies shopping and it simplifies budgeting. So it's a method that I really love to use. I spent some time just a few weeks pricing it out, figuring out what we needed every week and deciding how much it cost just, you know, an average every single week. So I know approximately how much we need every week on staples. And then we fill in with extra things like produce and other items that we might need for different recipes that I might be creating. So some examples of some of our weekly staples are things like eggs, spinach for smoothies, veggies and fruit for lunches, deli meat, bread, things like that. So the things that we need every single week, but we utilize, um, we use up by the end of the week. Once we know that we have plenty in our budget to cover the staples, we know that even if we spend more one week or another, we need that each and every week. So we want to make sure that it's available at the end of the month so it prevents us from overspending at the beginning, or at least creates that awareness so that we won't overspend at the beginning. Another thing that's the same now as before is meal planning. This is so huge if you're trying to dial in your grocery budget. If you're not meal planning, either you're going to end up taking a second trip to the store and often overspending or be eating some really weird meals. And there's nothing wrong with weird meals, but I like a little bit more structure here. So I'm going to link to my past episode on meal planning in the show notes. There are so many different ways you can plan in a way that works for you. I don't believe that meal planning needs to be strict or needs to take a ton of time, but just having a general idea of what you're going to cook for the week means that then you can create that grocery list and you can buy the things you need without taking those extra trips to the store that oftentimes um, result in you adding a lot of extra things in the cart that you didn't actually need. If you're really good about going to the store a second time and only getting the things you need, then bravo, good for you. I am not that good. So I like to go grocery shopping once a week and just get the things I need, unless, of course, I'm doing a bigger shop. So what's new? What are some of the things that we're doing differently now than we were a year ago? Prepping ahead. 
Okay, so prepping has always been part of our routine, or at least for the past 10 years. But this is something that's changed a lot in the past year. I've been spending a lot of time re-envisioning what a meal looks like to us. Using more pantry staples, eating less meat, and changing our perspective on what makes up a meal, still sticking with our values and what feels good for us and our bodies. But this has saved us so much money. It's also key to making sure that we're actually eating the things on our plan and not just grabbing takeout. We don't go crazy with this. We mostly just prep ingredients, and when we prep those ingredients, we can put together really simple meals. But it's a really great way to ensure we're not overspending on food, we have less food waste. When you have easy meals or easy ingredients to put together on hand, it's easy to make meals. So less recipes, unless I'm creating them, and more simple meals are the name of the game in our house. Something else that we're focusing on a lot more now is less packaging, both from a less waste perspective and a budget perspective, making more food homemade and choosing more bulk items as the base for many of our meals. This is a little bit more difficult when it comes to stores like Trader Joe's and Aldi that often use quite a bit of packaging, so we've had to get creative. We still shop at those stores. I still love both of those stores, Um, so we've had to get a little bit more creative while still sticking to our budget. So when we can get things in bulk, we do, and when it just makes sense for us to buy those things at Aldi's or Trader Joe's, then we go there. They do go hand in hand. It's all about balance. Um, So I want to remind you to head to the link in the show notes for my blog for 15 of my best budget saving tips. I have so many tips on there from buying in bulk, from different apps that I use um, to a lot of just a lot of really simple ways that you can save money and you can stick to your grocery budget without spending a lot of extra time. So I hope all of this was helpful and insightful for you to hear how we put together our grocery budget, some of the things that we've done and we continue to do and we will continue to do in terms of grocery budgeting and making our budget work for our family and still meet our needs and our values, and then some of the newer things that we've been doing and how they're working for our family as well. So now that you're all fired up about your own grocery budget, are you ready to join me for a challenge that is going to come completely change how you look at your own grocery budget? It is 100% free. I want to earn you money with this, but it only works if you work it. We are going to spend the month of June creating our budget, planning out our meals, creating our grocery list, shopping smart, and sharing our progress with others. I will also be sharing my exact meal plan, list, budget, and receipts with you so you can get an idea of how I'm making it work in my own life. So head to healthymamachris.com slash budget challenge and join us for free. We kick off on Friday, May 29th and start officially on June 1st. I can't wait to see you there. So head to healthymamachris.com slash budget challenge to sign up for free. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. If you loved it, would you take a screenshot and share it with a friend over on Instagram and tag me in it? It helps me so much to know what you love and are taking away from each episode. If you really loved it, would you hop over to iTunes and give me a star rating and review? Every rating and review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear the message of balance and wellness without deprivation. It's the best free gift you could give me. And as a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are meant for education and inspiration only and are not to be taken as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. 
please consult with a trusted practitioner before making any changes. Have a beautiful day, friend, and I'll see you in the next episode.